Hello, everyone, and welcome to Robe Talks. If you're here, congrats, you made it. I like to say, get a little churchy up in here and say, a millions didn't make it, but I was one of the ones who did, and so did you. So today, we're going to get into lessons I learned from my ex. Mm. So if that sounds a little interesting to you, let's get into it but first let's take a deep breath together in three two one Okay, so I have to do some explaining of myself. I uploaded the first episode and then I dipped, you know? I was like, I stayed away from you guys. I stayed away so long. Um, so basically what happened is we had to do a little reworking with the show. Um, I like had every intention, recorded the second episode and everything, listened back to it. I was just rambling and I was like, you know what? I can do better than this. So hence why we're here again, we're back and we're better and we're going to be a little more organized with this episode. So I have added a new segment. We are coming into the new. I've added a new segment that I want to start doing at the beginning. It's going to be called Flowers and Dirt. Okay, this isn't necessarily like a new thing. You know, people do it in different ways. You know, I think some people call it like the rose and the thorn. Um, But I'm adding a little bit more. So we have the the blooms the buds and the dirt so the blooms is something that you're winning at the buds is something that you're growing in and then the dirt is something that is helping you grow right now so i welcome you to do this with me to get out your journal and go ahead and just do a little reflection with me right now so for me Um, my bloom right now is I'm currently in this, uh, program, I guess like program masterclass, whatever you want to call it. It's called Sunday plus, and I'm just taking these classes and specifically I am in this class called becoming the one. And the idea is to become the one instead of like being so obsessed with finding the one and, and by the one, I mean your husband, your wife, the one. So, and I just feel like I'm going through so much growth and so much change. And even in this past week, like I realized just in the beginning that it's like, actually, I'm not as giving as I thought I was. Like, actually, I think about myself more often than not. So since I like discovered that since Holy Spirit read me like that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a change and I'm actually going to do things that I've had on my heart. Like I've had on my heart to do community service. So you know what I did? I signed up for some community service and I already have some dates in March. I have some dates in April and you know, we're going to keep adding dates to the rest of the year. But like, first of all, side note, let's talk about how hard it is to actually volunteer if you work full time. Like I was looking for stuff to do and I was like, dang, like 
there's actually like it's hard so like everybody wants me to come during the day I'm like I can't like I have to make money um yeah like I'm not retired so I can't I can't do with you so um so what I ended up doing was Forgotten Harvest um that's a really good one I did Gleaners Gleaners is like a, a staple for me so I have plans um to go ahead and like volunteer with Gleaners and volunteer with Forgotten Harvest which is that something that's close to my heart because I feel like everybody deserves to eat and I don't know it's it just it moves me to be able to aid in that process like I always love when I watch people pack meals and now I'm about to be the person packing the meals handing them out get your girl on Saturday mornings here we go so that's the thing that I feel like I'm winning at at this moment um just committing to change I'm really I feel like I'm really winning in that area because before your girl didn't want to change your girl would like you know dance around in this like kind of zone was like I know I need to change but like I, I didn't really want to but I'm like nope we're making this change right now I don't care how long it takes I don't care how many extra things I have to do we're making the change because I'm not about to stay the same. I'm not about to have the same year. I'm not about to have the same month. I'm not about to have the same day, okay? We are changing, okay? And, okay, so that's my bloom. And my bud would be that I think my bud and my bloom are kind of the same same thing. Like, I'm winning in committing to change, but my bud is also the change itself, so, like I said, trying to be more, have more of a servant's heart and be able to, you know, think about others and pray for others. Like, that's something that I'm really trying to get into. Like, even coming back to this podcast, I feel like is a way of me to serve by telling my story. So, that's where I'm growing right now. And the dirt. So, something tangible that's helping me to grow right now is I have started to have little note cards that I put in my pocket for the day and one of them has a scripture on it and one of them has like my basic like mission statement or just like my basic statement for the day that's like it tells me like it's like I'm declaring like who I am what I'm here for you know like what I'm going in here to do today and you know, it just keeps me focused throughout the day. But particularly this week, the scripture that I had on my heart and that I actually just memorized at this point is Philippians 4, 8. And it says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And so then I take it a step further and I turn it into affirmations after. Okay, I turn the scripture into an affirmation. So I say, I will meditate on what is true. I will meditate on what is noble. I will meditate on what is just. I will meditate on what is pure. I will meditate on what is lovely. I will meditate on what is of good report. If there's any virtue, I will meditate on it. If there's anything praiseworthy, I will meditate on it. And I just keep going in my head, you know, and and then, you know, I say in Jesus name, amen. Okay, because you just got to seal it. Like I just... I got to seal, I got to, you know what I'm saying? So that's something that's really been just helping me grow, you know? And I think it's so important to just have God's word 
just in front of you, around you, so you can look at it, so you can memorize it, put it in your heart, hide it in your heart, so that when things happen in life, you're ready. Like, you're not responding out of your flesh. You're responding out of the word that is already in your heart. And that is something that not only has this class, like, this, these courses, like, enlightened me to, but I just, like, I've known for a while that it's like, yo, like, you gotta read the Bible and you gotta have God's scripture in your heart because otherwise you're just gonna be out here like defenseless trying to figure out your life and it's like God didn't make us to do that so the other thing that I actually want to mention is my song of the moment um it is called on Tea," and it is by Oh my gosh, let me find it. Hold on. Hold, please. Hold, please. Hold, please. Wait, where is it? It is by Sunmi... I feel like... I feel like it's Sunmi Shola. Yeah, I'm going to go with Sunmi Shola. Agbebi. Agbebi. Um, and she does a little... It's like English and... I don't know the lang the, the the language of <laughs> I don't know the language so I don't even want to I don't even want to try I don't even want to mess up what the language would be I mean clearly it's from Africa the country of oh my goodness the continent <laughs> wow the continent of Africa um I don't know what country but um yeah like I watched the video and so the video has like convenient little um like subtitles so that you know like what they're saying and koshion t means he will never fail as in god will never fail and she also says about me koshion t and that means my king will never fail like my god will never fail and um let me give you guys the spelling so you guys can look this up so it's k-o-s-e-u-n-t-i so it's pronounced koshion t but it's spelled like Koseonti. You feel me? All right. So that's the song of the moment. That's what we're feeling. That's what we're going with. That's what's on replay right now. Like, it's just a good song. So highly recommended. So anyway, let's get into this topic. Let's get into what we're going to talk about today. And I just want to say that this was always going to be the second episode but what I realized is that I couldn't just talk about the whole entire thing in one sitting. Like I can't, I can't put all of my recommendations. I mean, all of my, um, all of my relationships. Well, I don't even know why I said recommendations, but I can't put all of my relationships into one podcast. It's going to be a five hour long podcast. I wouldn't even want to listen to that. So we're going to talk about just the lessons that I learned and um you know before you even before you even think you know what the lessons are like let's not like it's not what you think or maybe it is and but I think that it's it's unique I don't know <laughs> let's see let's see what we're working with you can let me know at the end if this is something similar if you felt seen if you felt like you learned something new if you felt like no been there done that let me know. So um, before I get into the lessons, though, I want to give you guys the backstory because I feel like you need to know 
we need to know where the love began, where it budded, where it um, was watered. You need to know. You need to be able to feel those emotions before you can really feel like the hurt that we're about to get into because this was just... Um, it just got wessa and wessa, like, you know, you know, like, so I was in high school and I want to preface this. I actually want to go back to when I was seven. Like when I was seven, I moved to this, like, um, you know, just more wider neighborhood. And, um, I went to this school that's like predominantly white. Um, and it had, you know, like it had different cultures, but, you know, it was kind of a shock for me because when I was in first grade, it was like black people, like, you know, like lift every voice and sing type of vibe. And then I come out here and it's like, I'm like a spot of pepper and like, you know, we're just far and few in between, you know? So I think that contributed to my love life because, you know, I would have all these crushes on like these cute white boys and like, Shout out to cute white boys. I mean, like, because, yes, we we love us a cute white boy because that was, like, me all of elementary school and a little bit of middle school as well. I think high school is the point where I was, like, yeah, <laughs> black love, like, it just went in that direction. But, you know, if I saw me a cute white boy, hey, I'd be for it. But anyway, I just had all these crushes in. I felt like at school, nobody ever liked me back. And so it kind of put this narrative in my head that it's like, you know, like, does anybody want me? Like, am I pretty enough? And da, 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 And so that's the kind of mindset that I had. And that just kept like growing and, um, you know, just kind of manifesting itself. And then in a social sense, you know. We had like Disney just like pumping this idea into our head that it's like someday your prince gonna come girl and you know he gonna be great but then on the same end you know Cheetah Girls came out and they said I don't want to be like Cinderella so you know what it was just a lot of it was a lot of things going on <laughs> and but I think that I definitely went more in the direction of like my prince is gonna come and everything's gonna be just great it's gonna be wonderful and my life's gonna be complete and you know if nobody likes me then how am I gonna get my prince so so it just ended up with me in a lot of like situations um because even though nobody at school likes me it was like all the boys at church I was just like the pick of the pick of the flock you know like like all these boys at church just like have crushes on me and it was like <laughs> they just like weren't really even my type but it was just the fact of the attention the fact of like oh okay you like me all right let's see what you're gonna do with that and I think most of the time I was like hmm okay I, I like this you know like I like feeling wanted you know I like I like the, the the public displays of affection and oh you got me some flowers that's great love that still love flowers to this day but anyway I just feel like I ended up in some situations that um just weren't really true to me and weren't really true to like me actually liking them like there was only like one church boy that I ever like truly was like 
no, I like you. I, I actually genuinely like you. And more on that later in a different episode. But basically, we're coming into high school. We're, we're, we're almost there, I promise. So we're coming into high school. And I had just come out of this situation with this guy. He was super nice to me. Um, we did connect on a certain level. We were friends. And, you know, he was just really nice to talk to. But, you know, he really liked me. He wanted to date me, all these things. And, you know, I felt like, I kind of felt like I just didn't want to lose him to a certain point. And so I was like, well, I just need to be like this girlfriend that he just like sees me as. Like he would just talk about me like, and I'd be like, I don't know who you talking about, but she sounds great. Like, like he would just talk about me like I was this perfect person. And, and it, it, it made me feel trapped to a certain extent. And so then I think I kind of just tried to become the person that he wanted me to be and and so I ended up telling him that I liked him in this like letter and then um after the letter I think that day or later that day I literally called him and said yeah that letter um yeah just disregard that you know I kind of just did like a unsend the text but like in real life like you can't unsend a letter like I wrote it and if you know anything about my writing I'm I'm kind of poetic like I read back my journals I'm like dang bro I wrote that that's like visual that's like really colorful and I am enthralled by my own writing so just imagine that kind of like writing that just like really takes you there like like almost like a psalm you know like I'm not claiming to be David or nothing but it's got it's got that it's got that spice to it, you know. So imagine that in a letter to to a guy, and he already likes you, and then and then you call that guy and you tell him like, look, no. But he was really nice about it. He hung up. Okay, so he didn't cuss me out. He just hung up, and that was great. And so I'm coming off of that, and this is when we get into uh, just the meeting of this guy and so basically I went to cosmetology school I had friends there and um, I had one friend in particular and she she and I just like we got close and we just went to each other's homecomings um shout out to Stephanie uh so we went to each other's homecoming so I went to her homecoming and you know it was dope like um like that was like probably that was like the only like school with black people I went that I went to honestly like like I said like it was just a lot of white people at my school and like as as the levels got up higher it was more black people because you know you start mixing them together from districts and stuff so then you get a little bit more but in general it was just more white people um so like it was just nice to be in that environment and you know it was real chill and we were dancing and I see this guy like and he's like tall and he's like dancing in the dark and and I just like liked his vibe and he kind of like intrigued me a little bit and so I tell my friend like I want to dance with him and and she's like go dance with him and I'm like no no I can't I can't do that and so she literally pushes me into him and we end up dancing and I'm gonna tell you right now it's not like it's not like in the movies where it's just like you know like 10 feet apart you know da 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 no it's like like dirty dancing and not like that I have the time of my life dirty dancing like dirty dancing like grinding dirty dancing okay and you know I'm like what like 16 years old and 
yeah, like that's what's happening. And like, I don't know if there was a circle around us. <laughs> if there was a circle around us, that makes this story so much more funny. But I actually don't really remember. Um, but yeah, we danced together and, you know, da, 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 that was it. And I think at some point we like told each other our names and, you know, but that was it at that point. And so, you know, we dancing throughout the night. Like I didn't really dance with him like after, after that point, I think I was just in the general vicinity with him. You know, it was just like, you know, thanks for the dance, you know, see you later type of energy. <laughs> and, um, but then, you know, like we're standing in the gym, you know, cause of course school dances always take place in the gym okay what's up and so then the lights are on and this song comes on and I need to just talk about this song because this song it is an atmosphere changer okay like it comes on and it changes your mood like it comes on and it changes everything all your thoughts in your head just they just calm down, you know? And um, this song was really popular at the time. It's, um, like, I, I can even hear it now. And, like, I can, like, I literally, if I heard the beginning of the song, I know. I know. And so it's called All My Life by Casey and JoJo. Highly recommend. Go listen to it. You'll understand what I'm talking about. So the song comes on and the intro's on. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, um... Like, I think I saw him, and he was, like, standing alone, or he was doing something. And I started thinking to myself, I want to dance with him. I want to dance with him. Now, I need to preface this, that it's, like, at this point, I didn't know this guy. I, like, hadn't had a conversation with him, so it wasn't really, like, oh, like, I actually liked him, liked him. Like, when I was that age, I was, like, yo, I want the experience. <laughs> like, because everybody's talking about they've done this, and they've done this, and I don't want to be behind. So I'm, like you know what, I want to do a slow dance, I've never done a slow dance with a guy before, so it was more just like that, um, and you know, I was like, you know, he's got a good vibe, so I feel like if I'm gonna have a first slow dance, it, it should be with him, you know, so, you know, I did the same thing again, I'm like, Stephanie, I want to dance with him, she's like, go dance with him, and I'm like, no, no, I can't, and <laughs> she literally pushes me across the room, this well-lit gym, like, all the lights are on. And she pushes me across the room into this man. And, like, we literally collide. And it's like, but it's like a meet-cute, though. Like, it's like, oh, we bumped into each other. <laughs> and then he's just like, you want to dance? And I'm like, yeah. And so then we dance together to the song. And I think we, like, you know, small talk or whatever. And, um... Yeah, so that was the meet cute, and at that point, um, you thought I was about to say the rest was history, but no, the rest was not history, okay, because at that point, then he did ask me, you know, if I would ever be romantically interested in him, and I said, no. <laughs> I said no, because, you know, I got my experience, and I was out there, I was like, peace out, you know, great experience, it was like, it was like I just went skydiving for a sec, and that was great. And now I have a story. Now I'm be able to say in the groups with the girls when we chat and like, yeah, I've slow danced before. You know, I'm so mature. So that's that's pretty much all I wanted that for. But then, um, what I really didn't realize in that moment, I I I think, I think a part of me fell for him in that moment because 
it you know like when somebody just has a spirit like that you just it's something about it and you know after that we didn't really talk we talked like every once in a while and then um you know and then it came to a point where we started talking more and more and then I started liking him and then I was like I was just like distraught I was like I think I like this dude and I, I didn't know what to do with myself because I just I didn't I never liked anybody like that before and so it's just different for me and then I would say now the rest is history you know he asked me to prom and you know we went to prom together we dated like the whole summer and you know now you know we're gonna get into <laughs> the train wreck if you will and you know what? I'm going to spare you, like, the the exact details of, like, the decline, if you will. But basically, I went off to college. And there's probably some statistic out there that says, like, you know, long-distance relationships don't survive, you know. It's giving long-distance relationships can kill you, you know. So, um, so yeah, basically, um... I got dumped over the phone and um <laughs> it was uh it was pretty bad. <laughs> I I can laugh about it now because you know I've just I've had healing from it but it was it was pretty it was pretty bad. So um but the first lesson that I learned from my ex is how to compromise myself. And by that, I don't mean in what would have been a healthy compromise. A healthy compromise would be defined as like a settlement of differences, you know, by consent. It's reached by mutual concessions. You know, that's the general definition. And you do need that in a relationship in order for it to function and be healthy. But I feel like I made the compromise um, that is not healthy. And this is defined as to make a shameful or disreputable concession to cause the impairment of to reveal or expose to an unauthorized person and especially to an enemy now I wouldn't say that he was my enemy at that point but I would say that after the breakup I should have just been done with it you know just cut ties whatever but um I it was like I had put so much of myself into this relationship. I had put so much of my value, so much of my social validation into this that I was like, he left. And I was like, Hold a minute, you took my stuff, like bring my stuff back. And so I just, um, you know, it was just a series of like back and forth for like three years. Just trying to try to get back my stuff you know like it's like hold up a minute I think you took a piece of me when you left and I, I'm gonna need you to give it back and so you know at that point it ended up I made you know basically you know shameful or disreputable concessions for the sake of feeling like I was valued again for the sake of feeling like I didn't have to start over again for the sake of feeling like I'm not a failure, like this relationship can work and it's not my fault because it's like when you get dumped over the phone, it's like, okay, like what's wrong with me? Like that's the first thing that I thought. I was like, what's wrong with me? Why why is it not worth it to you to try? Um, 
and when really it's like it's it was a lot of factors that went into that it was it was things that happened up to that point that it was like this was not gonna work honey like prime example this man never charged his phone okay so how are we gonna have a long distance relationship and this man didn't charge his phone when we were like in the same state (laughs) it wasn't gonna work and if I had been in a mind to think more logically I think that I would have broke up with him before college moreover if I had been an even more right mind and I think if I had been stronger in my relationship with the Lord and known myself in the way that I do now I don't think I ever would have even got in a relationship with him. I think regardless of if feelings developed, I would have been like, you know what? I'm going to college. I need to be focused. I don't need to be getting in a relationship right now because chances are once I go to college, like I'm going to want to be single. I'm going to want to have, you know, I'm going to be want to be able to focus for one. And, you know, I would have just, I mean, I would have realized <laughs> by the like just the, the, the pure lack of just taking care of like your basic like your phone like everybody takes care of their phone and so it's like <laughs> I just would have noticed <laughs> and I would have been like oh, I don't think this is gonna work but I wasn't really thinking from that I was thinking from no like I have to have this like I have to have this relationship this relationship completes me and like the truth is the truth is and the thing that I would have told myself and the thing that I wish I would have known at that point is that I don't have to discount myself to be chosen and it's, and I even have like a scripture that I found because of course we're going to put Jesus into this. And it says, we know dear brothers and sisters that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. So like I'm God's own people. Why the heck am I going to sit up and feel like just because somebody doesn't want to be with me anymore that I've been casted out and that I have to discount myself like no I'm God's own people that means something that means that I am valued and that means that I'm his daughter and I don't have to I don't even have to deal with that you know so I would say the lesson that my ex taught me was how to compromise myself but going back I would have reversed that lesson to say I don't have to discount myself and I think this is how we're going to flow. I think we're going to flow with this in this way. You kind of feel what I'm getting here. So I'm going to go to the next lesson. Um, so the next lesson that I learned was how to be the unknowing side chick. So this happened a little bit after we broke up. One was still pretty fresh. I came home. We ended up talking again, you know, basically like, ladies, how do we how do we end up? talking to anybody like somebody likes somebody's instagram picture somebody accidentally texted oh i accidentally texted you oops something along those lines so we ended up talking again and um you know we ended up talking he went to prom he said like oh i should took you and i was like yeah you should have and (laughs) and um basically he was just like you know saying all these things to me we ended up talking I was like okay like it seems like you know like maybe he's changed you know maybe he's on a different tip now maybe he actually wants to uh like be with me and the other thing that I'm not really mentioning is that this um you know we were teenagers so it was getting a little it was getting a little hot and heavy at points like on the phone and um 
So there was also that element, you know, we never did anything, but there were points where it came close to that. There were points where, you know, even just in speaking, like it wasn't necessarily like, like we shouldn't really be talking about this. And the problem is, the problem is I'm really exposing myself. The problem is, is that we would do this like right after praying. <laughs> like That's so bad. <laughs> Right after praying. <laughs> shouldn't, you, shouldn't you pray after? If you're going to be wretched, shouldn't you pray after? Anyway, anyway, the whole situation. So what I'm saying is that basically this whole situation happened. And I find out later that the girl that he took to prom was his girlfriend. And like, so I'm just like, what? So you're talking to me. So you're talking to me. And you're telling me all these things. And you have a girlfriend? You had a girlfriend? You want me to be you want me to be your side chick? And so that's why I say I learned a lesson in how to be an unknowing side chick. And, you know, at that point I had two two decisions to make and you know I'm not I'm I'm not on the scissor tip. I'm never on the scissor tip. Like this isn't my man is my man is her man is your man. No, it's it's my man or it's your man. Okay? It's my man or it's your man. And if it's your man it's your man, but you better check your man because clearly he is not on a good tip. And so, like, I basically sent this message, like, I don't know who you think I am. I don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't know why you're talking to me and you have a girlfriend. Go to your girlfriend. Peace out. And this man calls me and he's like, <laughs> I just I just answered because it was like, you know, like, what is this man going to say? And he's like, this man is yelling at me. He, he, I'm like, he's yelling at me. He's mad at me. And um, it's like, you know, I know where that comes from. It's like, bro, you're just mad at yourself. You're mad that the situation happened. And, you know, at that point, I should have been done. But I'm going to tell you, it was more lessons that had to be learned. Um, and the way that the truth in this is that I am valuable. And that regardless of this man's thought to make me his side chick. Okay, how do you go from somebody being your main chick to now they're your side chick? Your side chick. The truth is, is that I am valuable, okay? I am valuable. And that was something that, honestly, I didn't believe for a while. And I, I believe that that's why even after the whole side chick fiasco, I literally went back and I just continued to be in this cycle of pain, this cycle of hurt with this man. When really, I should have just, like, healed on my own, allowed him to do whatever he's doing and heal on his own. And, you know, not necessarily, not even hoping to get back together, but literally just like, look leave me alone you know just like be on my Michael Jack leave me alone okay and like the scripture that I feel like I really needed to just get down in my heart would have been um Matthew ten thirty one, and it says so don't be afraid you are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows okay a whole flock of sparrows and I don't think it's in chapter 10. It might be in chapter 10, but there's a whole chapter where 
it talks about how he feeds the sparrows and he dresses the lilies. So like, why would he not take care of you? Why would he not make sure that all of your needs are taken care of? Because you are more valuable to him than some birds or some flowers. But he takes care and intricacy and everything. You can see it everywhere in nature in the way that every single stalk, every single sprout, stalk, sprout stalk of grass is expertly crafted by his hand all the stars in the sky the very size of the sky points to his glory and his bigness and the thing is it's only a part of his glory and we have a god that is that big that values us and so the lesson that i would have taught myself the lesson that i would have went back and took from that instead of dang this like this man don't value me so I'm not valuable I would have said no I'm valuable not because this man decided he wanted to make me his side chick forget that like who is he to tell me who I am who is he to determine you know how valuable I am no I have a father in heaven and he says I'm valuable period that's it that's it so let's get into the next lesson the next lesson I feel like I'm really exposing myself honestly um, so the next lesson is how, how to sext. Okay. Like we're going to get out here. We're going to get real. Okay. We're going to get real in rope talks. You know, I learned how to sext basically, um, sexual texts. That's what we're talking about. And, you know, basically I just, just became impure just for, just for love. You know, um, it was at a point where, you know, we had started talking again for some reason. And, you know, like at that point, all this man wanted to talk about was sex. That's all that man wanted to talk about. And so I was like, okay, this is what he wants. So I don't feel like I can get anybody else. So I just need to give this man what he wants. So let me just like give a little taste. Da, 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 da. And so that's what I did. And, um, yeah, the, it was just, it just got out of hand to the point where it's like, this is, this is, this is just, this is not it. <laughs> like, even doing it, like, I knew that that wasn't who I was. <coughs> I knew that that wasn't who I was, it's not who I am. But I just felt like that's what I needed to do. I felt like that was the only way. And, like, I hope I'm not alone out here. Like, I know I can't be alone. Somebody else, <laughs> like be out here on the boat with me out here on the water please um and the truth is that like I said at that point he didn't love me no more all he wanted was to have sex and and so like instead of realizing that that's not what I wanted that I wanted a loving relationship I wanted a godly relationship and realizing that this wasn't it and just walking away I was like, uh, okay, like, I think I can make, I think I can make it into one, you know, like, let me get out my tools, but I'm not, I'm not Babisha the builder, okay, we're not Babisha the builder, we can't build a man, you know, I think K. Michelle said it best, she can't raise a man, okay, so wherever he was at, that was not something that I was going to change, and 
you know, that brings me to the verse like First Corinthians six twenty, like for God bought you with the high price, so you must honor God with your body. So first of all, my body don't even belong to me, okay? God puts birth in it every morning. He gave it to me, he expertly crafted it. So we can't just be doing cheap pictures and like giving myself away in this way. And, you know, like that's not that's just not that's not gonna work out, honey. And I just think ultimately the things that I took from what happened with my ex and going back and forth with him for those three years, if I could go back, I mean, obviously I would change it, but I did learn those lessons and I'm glad to be able to stand at a point where it's like, I know what I don't want and I know what I won't do and the basic I want to go back to these final thoughts these three lessons don't compromise because the truth is that you don't have to discount yourself to be chosen and number two being a side chick it just ain't cute it ain't cute because the truth is is that we are valuable and number three just don't sex like just just don't send sexual message period because like now i'm sitting here like gosh i don't know if he secretly screenshotted it if i'm gonna see like you know like if i'm gonna like all of a sudden be in a public eye and my pics come out like (laughs) um like it's just just don't do it just don't do it period like other people make it look cute but it's not cute like and especially don't do it in the name of love because that's not love that's just lust okay so that's it for today that's a little talk that's a little lessons hey that's a little talk that's a little lessons hey and this is just part one like I think I have a lot more to talk about when it comes to my ex because I feel like I've really come to a point of healing with that and you know like I've really been flexing over these years since I graduated because honestly when I was in school I didn't really think about it I didn't really you know, it's just like straight ahead. Let's graduate. Let's do it. And so then I get out of the school and it's like all my issues just came up and they just started bubbling up, you know? And so, you know, I've just come to a point where I've, you know, I can look back on it and obviously I can laugh. Obviously I can, you know, actually talk about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have shared this and just got up in my business a little bit today. And I hope you got something from it. I hope you learned a little bit about my, from my testimony, okay? But now I just want to say a little short prayer. So, Father, thank you for bringing us together today. Thank you that we are valuable. Thank you that you valued us first and that we don't have to find value from a man. Thank you that you are the ultimate crafter of us and that we can be careful in our bodies we can be careful in our minds and who we give our minds to and who we give our bodies to and God that you first own us and that you first loved us and that we are your daughters we are your children and that we are here to serve you God thank you that first we're just with you we're just with you God and you are with us and you're in us and you never leave us And it doesn't matter what anybody says or what anybody does. 
but you value us in a way that nobody else can. And God, I just pray that that revelation would fall on us today. That wherever we find ourselves in relationships, whether it be a situationship, a relationship, or somewhere in between, that you would bring that revelation of how much you value us and how much you love us. That we would know that if it's time to go, it's time to go. And if it's time to build, it's time to build. In Jesus' name, amen. So, bye guys. I'll, uh, be, I'll be see you on the flip side, alright? Peace.